recording. So, I go. <sighs> Hi, and welcome to episode 34 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. Today, we are talking about spellcasting basics. But first, what are we drinking? We are drinking the Turkey Gobbler, because... It's that time of year, mm -hmm. and it is a pumpkin spice martini, which I actually like. Mm -hmm. um, it's got marshmallow vodka and the pumpkin spice um, in it, and it's just really tasty. Yes, absolutely delicious. I went back for seconds on this drink because the marshmallow vodka. I'm still drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let's not say, but this could be our first, second, third drink. <laughs> We're not telling. Nope, not at all. Um, so to get into spellcasting basics. Oh, well, we should say we're sorry for being a day oh, late. Yes. We actually had a, fr a Friendsgiving before mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, and then we both went to our respective families for Thanksgiving. So, and now we're back together. Uh, today and we're trying to get this done but we were really trying to do this but it was it didn't come together so yeah. we are sorry yeah we always again. we try to be prepared and then somehow we ended up a week behind <laughs> <laughs> we try to be a week ahead but yeah this week we, we were mm -mm, it didn't work out <laughs> we were a week ahead for a minute and mm -hmm. then and then now we're a week behind so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so okay. spell casting yeah. So spell casting is casted by a spell caster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is a spell caster? So according to Wikipedia, a spell caster may refer to a person who casts a spell or incantation, and a spell caster is a magician that is a practitioner of magic as portrayed in works of fiction. Yeah, I was going to say I don't really like the word magician, but when you clarified by saying it's in fiction, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also, off of saying spells or incantations, I wanted to say what an incantation was. Okay. So an incantation is a spell, a charm, an enchantment, or a bewitchery, and is a magical formula intended to trigger a magical effect on a person or object. Okay. And then the formula can be spoken, sung, or chanted. Mm -hmm. An incantation can also be performed during ceremonial ritual rit rituals. <laughs> Remember how we did that before? Yeah. Rituals. rituals. <laughs> I, I actually like that. Rituals. I yeah. think that's a thing. Um, and they are can also be in prayers. And okay. then in the mag in the world of magic with uh, wow already off to a bad start <laughs> uh, wizards witches and fairies allegedly perform incantations which uh, you can take out the allegedly because we do we you do know? yeah and then in medieval literature folklore fairy tales and modern fantasy fiction enchantments are charms and or spells yeah okay yeah spell casting is. Uh, performing a, a ritual, 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 <laughs> act, activating a change or movement in the path you want your life to go. Mm -hmm. It is the art of identifying, raising, and directing your energy, which I like that definition. Mm -hmm. Another definition is that it is working in collaboration with natural and spiritual worlds to make changes. Mm -hmm. 
Have you ever, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes before, have you ever made a wish on a birthday cake and blown out the candles Mm -hmm. or tossed a lucky penny into a fountain or wished upon a falling star? Yeah. That's spellcasting at its most basic. Yeah. Um, So you and I have also talked about what is magic and, you know, is I call it energy. I don't remember what you call it. Vibes. Vibes. (laughs) Vibes. That's all around us. And it's this force or energy. Um that is a part of using for casting spells. And it's been referred to as qi, which QI in traditional Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. prana in Hindu philosophy, and ka, K-A, in ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. And these names all describe the essence of existence, oh. a powerful current that emanates uh, and animates all natural things, mm-hmm. which... To me, I call that energy. Yeah. So, um, but it's tapping into this force that is the basic of spellcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about spellcasting a little bit, I just wanted to talk about some, the most common spells Mm -hmm. that you can cast, which are love spells, luck spells, and hex spells. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the top, well, let me say, did you know... That's a Ren fact. Yeah, that the top five love spells are attraction spells, crush spells, commitment spells, marriage spells, and obsession spells. Ooh, obsession sounds a little dark. It, it is. I just thought that those were interesting because we're, those were the top five love spells. But to me, like... With a love spell, you can't make someone fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, you technically can, but you you can't. M- and maybe you shouldn't. You shouldn't. That makes me think of that Buffy episode with um, Xander and when he and Cordelia broke up. Cordelia broke up with him and he wanted her back. And so he had the other witch character, I don't remember her name, Amy, cast a... Um, love spell and it backfired mm-hmm. and caused all the women except Cordelia to <laughs> obsess over him. And it actually, it, there is a dark side to casting love spells. You need yeah. to think, you know, no judgment from us. It's you do you, but yeah. just, you know, think about the consequences before you cast any kind of spell. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do a whole episode on um, different spells that we either find on the internet that we've done ourselves that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about magic words because mm-hmm. when we do these incantations and we make spells, we have these words, like not necessarily magic words, but there are magic words that we can involve, be involved in our practices. Okay. But I thought that these are really cool. So abracadabra is oh, actually yeah. one. Yeah. And it is the mad it's magic word used by magicians, but abracadabra is an ancient magic word of perhaps from the Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic etymology. You know, that's interesting. Um, Harry Potter, although they're fiction, she did a lot of research when she was writing that and came up with the spells and the words that she used, mm-hmm. and some of them are real magic words from the ancient past yeah. she, she did research and came I up with I did read a little bit about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this one I'm going to butcher it and I could not find I did look uh for pronunciations mm-hmm. but I couldn't find any it's an Iranian magic word aji maji la taraji 
I like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. It flows very well. It what does it mean? Very nice. I don't or does know. it say? It it's just magic. It's, it's just like abracadabra. Magic. Yeah, it's just a magic word. Okay. And then there is alhim. This is a spelling of Elohim. E L O H I M. I don't know if I'm adding the emphasis on the correct syllables or mm-hmm. anything, but it is a Hebrew name of God or gods in this case. And since the spelling makes the name a masculine plural of the feminine noun, hmm. which I thought was very interesting. You also have hocus pocus, which is a phrase used by magicians as well. Yeah, which it, it, that's one that is used in stage magic as opposed mm-hmm. to the real magic. Yeah. That's theatrical magic. But aren't words necessary? Every word can be magic. It, it can be. So I you agree. You can make something as like as silly as hocus pocus into something very magical. Yeah, actually, playing D and D, I um, have heard some really funny. Uh, spells cast by the players. Like, I remember there was one that was something like, presto changeo, your face all rearrangeos. It was something like that. But the point <laughs> is that it's not really the words, it's the intent behind yeah, the words that the makes intent. the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have another phrase used by magicians in India, which is antar mantar jadu mantar. Okay. Um, which again is sort of like abracadabra. It doesn't really have a meaning. It's just a magical u- word used in any magical incantation. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we, I think we should talk about what to use in our spells. Yeah. I mean, you may think that there's all kinds of tools that you actually have to have to cast a spell, but you really don't have to have tools. The mm-hmm. magic is in you yeah. and around you. It's not in any specific tools. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there are some items that can help you focus your intent, like spices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sugar, cinnamon, black pepper, cayenne pepper are powerful spices that can be used in a variety of oils, potions, and infusions. I actually used cayenne pepper before. Mm-hmm. Spicy. <laughs> it is. And, and that was what it was intent to do was yeah. to add spiciness yeah. to, to my particular spell. Mm-hmm. You can also use crystals. Yeah, because different crystals mean different things. When I do jar spells... I use a lot of crystals, Mm -hmm. little crystal pieces, Um, candles. These are important to me because, number one, I love fire. (laughs) (laughs) And number two, I'm very color-oriented. So using a colored candle in a spell means something to me, which then in turn uh, increases my focus and intent. Yeah. Um, A bell is a great way to purify your space, Um, especially if you're lacking in time, not that you want to be lacking in time when you're doing a spell, you know, mm-hmm. you, as we always say, take your time and focus. Yes, of course. Um, I'd say anything like maybe a cauldron or a bowl to put your burning parts, if any, since I like to use fire in my spells, I mm-hmm. need a place that's safe to put the remnants of anything that's warm that I've burned. Mm-hmm. And, um, I use these cute little charging dishes. They're the perfect size. They're not, it's not big like a cauldron. I don't need a big cauldron when I'm casting. I just need a place to put my smudge stick or a place to put my um, match. Mm-hmm. I use these little tiny, she calls them charging bowls. And I get, I've gotten a couple really cute ones. There's a bunch on Etsy and I got a couple from Dragoncraft Creations, mm-hmm. which is the, lady that does our merch mm-hmm. on Etsy, but there's not just her place, but other places have perfect little dishes that are fire safe that you can use 
in your sp- and, and it's small, so it doesn't take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, you might want to use a wand. It's certainly not necessary, but it just might help you mentally see, you know, in quotations, see mm-hmm. your intent and magic and energy being focused. Mm-hmm. Um, a compass. And I read yeah. this one and I was like, duh, I should have done this a long time ago because I'm always struggling. You know, I need to put this particular color facing east. Which way's east? And then I'm trying to think, where does the sun rise? Just have mm-hmm. a darn compass and, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you can always, like, if you don't have a compass compass, we have them on our technology now. You know, if you have, oh, like, yeah. a smartphone or or watch. I have a Apple Watch, and so I usually do that on my Apple Watch. Or you can make your own because we – well, I learned in school growing up how to make it with water and uh, like, electric uh, electrify yeah. the needle. No, it was it was it's something weird. I don't quite remember, but you can always look it up. <laughs> yeah, you oh you magnify the needle yeah, by rubbing like it something, or something, and then you put it in water and it floats on the top and it. Yeah, yeah. I learned and, how to do that in Girl Scouts, but I don't remember exactly I that in science. <laughs> yes. So how do you actually go about casting a spell? It's all great to talk in these vague terms of, oh, this is magic and this is, you know, Mm -hmm. and words and whatnot. How do you do it? What is the actual steps of doing this? And I found this on WikiHow, and it was surprisingly good. Not that I'm surprised it's good. It was surprisingly helpful, Helpful. I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. So I took a lot of it, you know, straight from what they said, and then, you know, change it to whatever works for you. But this is a great basic. Mm -hmm. So number one, purify yourself. You know, you always need to be in your best frame of mind for casting a spell. So start with purifying yourself. You can take a long bath. Um, you, you know, that would help you soak in the hot tub. You can use cleansing herbs and crystals in your bath. You could put the clear quartz in the bath with you, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Dress appropriately. You know, what is your focus and intent on this particular spell? Is it super formal? Mm-hmm. So do you want to wear some kind of ceremonial garb, like an actual robe or cape or whatever? Yeah. Is it, um, you know, just something you want to be comfortable and, do, you know, sweatpants and, you know, T-shirt? You just think about what you might want to wear. You know, and a lot of witches like to perform naked. I mean, and that's a cool thing, too. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think that's actually very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not hindered by any kind of anything. It's just you and the magic around you. Mm-hmm. So I think nakedity would be a good thing. Is nakedity, that a word? Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. After after some pumpkin spice martinis, it's, it's a word now. Mm-hmm. Um, meditate or at least deep breathe or whatever to improve your focus and discard distracting thoughts. I often leave my phone away from me when I am going to be casting spells because I don't want it to go off or have a notification or something that might distract me. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use sage to cleanse yourself and your aura, which you might want to get a, you might have a feather within your, your items of magical items. And you can use the feather to move the Mm -hmm. uh, smoke around your body. I'm sitting here acting it out for Ren and you all can't see me, but, um, (laughs) So after you have gotten your body into the right uh, frame set, then you want to purify your space because, you know, when your space is, is clean physically, that's just the first play. The first, the starting point is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
that you want to purify it spiritually, and you can burn incense to do that. You can use salt water. You can use salt, salt water, regular water, holy water, um, you know, running water we've often talked about, but it's kind of hard to pour running water. Well, it depends on where you're casting. Mm-hmm. Running water might not work. Um, and some people, like one of our patrons, doesn't like to use salt in her practice because of the environment where she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other things. Sage is also a, a good a good way to purify um, your space. Mm-hmm. Then you want to cast your circle, which there is debate about circle casting. We'll probably do a, maybe a Patreon episode about casting circles. Yes. Um, but at any rate, that's a whole different topic. So draw a circle either big enough to sit in or big enough to put your pentagram in or your pentacle in. Mm-hmm. You can draw it physically with your actual finger in dirt. If you're sitting on dirt, you draw it into the dirt. You can draw it figuratively in the air. You mm-hmm. can use the wand that um, we talked about. That, that A wand is a great way to physically draw Mm-hmm. A circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make a circle with salt. Um, uh, all kinds of ways to draw your circle. Mm-hmm. You want to visualize protective energy coming out of your arm or out of your wand as you draw it. You want to seal off your circle in a bubble of light. And, you know, this is all things that you're manifesting in your head as you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You can mark the cardinal points on the circle, um, you know, with stars or of the star, like the pentagram with the candles or stones or other items, which would be helpful to have that compass for to, to place them in yeah. the proper place. Um, and then, yeah, salt is a common one and sage smoke is also a common one. Mm-hmm. So then you speak your invocation or your incantation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can include gestures, music, dance. You can dance, uh, ritual lighting of candles or the placing of objects. Then you focus your energy on what your intent is and you visualize the object of your spell and imagine light flowing from you into it. You mm-hmm. visualize this intent as coming true. Mm-hmm. And the more vividly you can see these energies in your mind's eye, the better there is the chance of your spell being successful. Hmm. So then you recite your incantation. Mm -hmm. Um, For each spell, write a short verse describing your wish and asking for it to be granted. Or you can find something that suits you online. There are a lot of spells online. Um, it, It doesn't have to rhyme, but rhymes, alliteration, and cadence often help you with your focus and your memorization. Mm-hmm. I personally do rhyme. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works for me. Yeah. Um, speak it clearly and confidently while you visualize your result. You don't have to say it out loud, but I always do. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels right to me. But yeah. magic isn't just because it's spoken out loud. Words can also be thought. Yeah, I do both. Mm-hmm. I do both. It depends on... You know, yeah, yeah, on what what you're trying to cast, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, I like mine to rhyme. Uh, Close close out your spell. A good spell should have an element of casting off. Um, It's something that represents your will going out into the universe. Um, Like tear a piece of paper and burn it in your little tray that I was talking about that I have my little charging dish Mm -hmm. or a symbol or like if it's a stone that you're using, you're outside, throw the stone. Snuff out your candle or 
pour out the drink if there was drink involved or drink a drink if that if that was involved if the potion is the drinking of the potion is part of your spell that should be the finalization of it mm-hmm. and then be sure to give thanks to the universe ground any excess energy you have by visualizing it going down into the earth mm-hmm. undraw your circle if necessary gather up your tools and leave that space your spell is done so it's time to go and separate yourself from the magical world and step back into our mundane world, mm-hmm. you know, go have something to eat, drink a cup of tea, uh, center yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the way to cast that spell. Yeah. Now, the same article had an interesting type of spell. I have never heard of this. Mm-hmm. It's the spell of the shell. Have you heard of that? No, not at all. It's bizarre. So you find a shell in shallow water. You take it and dry it off. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a very simple spell to make a general wish come true. Okay. And you use it to put your intention out into the universe by calling on the power of the water and oh. the moon, which makes sense. Yeah. Those are both powers associated with ocean, especially yeah. the moon and, and water. So you pick or create a symbol of your own and you write it onto the shell. Uh, you can draw your own. You can look up symbols online to... Um, find a meaning for what it is, you know, like, is it a love spell that you're wanting to cast? You find mm-hmm. sim- it could be as simple as a heart if it's a love spell. Yeah. Um, all kinds of things, you know, family, health, success, whatever it is that you're wanting to. And you draw that onto the shell and you draw it with chalk, charcoal, or something else that can be washed off easily. So maybe like a, like an expo marker. Maybe so. Or like even like a normal marker. A water-based marker yeah, would be perfect. Come off. Yeah. And then you place the shell at the edge of the ocean or lake in a spot where the waves are going to eventually take it and mm-hmm. put it back into the water. Okay. So that when the tide comes in, it takes the shell and you want to make sure that you put the shell with the symbol facing upwards towards the moon. Okay. And also be aware of whatever phase of the moon you're yeah, in. Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. So depending on what your intent is, different mm-hmm. phases, as we talked about early in our podcast, what each phase of the moon is good for casting what ki- kind of spell. So yeah. just be aware of what it is you're trying to cast. You, um, like it says, uh, the waxing moon is good if you wish to gain something. The waning moon is good if you wish to get rid of something. Okay. Uh, you draw a triangle in the sand and you put the shell in the center of the triangle. Okay. You can then use the words, any kind of words, you know, or phrases, words uh, that you can actually write into the sand mm-hmm. as long as they're inside that triangle. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually write words onto the shell as long as they're written in something that will wash off. Yeah. Okay. And then you chant your spell. It can be one you find on the internet, one you write yourself. Some people are excellent poets, mm-hmm. you know, and then like the guy I played uh, D&D with, you know, espresso change old rearrange your facio, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, it's whatever your uh, chant ne- needs to be for whatever you're doing. And then when the tide comes in, it should wash away the shell and your wish will be taken by the universe to the old ones or to the gods, whichever, whatever you believe in. And supposedly you'll note results within seven to 28 days. Hmm, sounds like I need to take a trip to the beach. <laughs> Which I think is a great thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Just the ocean, I think, cleanses us. I've heard that the ocean helps cleanse your aura. 
So I think it's a good idea to go to the beach anyway. I could see that. I don't know. Personally, the beach is, I'm not a beach person. Well, I don't like to like lay out on the beach where I get hot and sticky and sweaty, but I love to like walk in the wa- the little waves on the edge, yeah. especially at night when the moon's out. Yeah, I do like that, but the sand just gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And then, as we've always said, make sure you're in the right frame of mind to cast. I've heard of um, some bad things happening. So, say, horrible breakup, and you're just so distraught and angry, and you immediately go rush to cast a spell. You're not necessarily in the right frame of mind to cast what needs to be cast. You're not necessarily thinking clearly. Um, The outcome of your manifestations will always reflect your temperament at the time of creation. So if you fuel it with frenzy or sadness or desperation, Mm -hmm. you are going to have some erratic results. Mm -hmm. Um, To create positive and meaningful outcomes, channel your magic energy with focus, wisdom, and empathy. And then don't act rashly to hurry to cast the spell when you're upset. Yeah, I think... Being positive before going into a spell is very important, and you never rush anything. You have to always take your time, and it's okay if you need to take a moment to collect your thoughts and intentions. If you feel unprepared, you can always wait and come back to it. And I I think you should. Don't feel like, oh God, I've taken all of this time to set it up. If you're not feeling right, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Magic is powerful, and it can be dangerous, and you need to... Be ready to cast it. So, you know, step back and say, you know what? I'm not going to do this today. Mm-hmm. It's It doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, listen to your intention. Listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Now, I did find some, I wanted to look up some funny spells just because I, I thought surely there's going to be some funny spells out there. And the ones that I came up with were from the past, which is probably why we think they're funny because we don't think this way anymore. Yeah. But there were some from the Highland Witches in the past they cast what was called a knowledge. A knowledge? A knowledge, yeah. And a knowledge was a charm to cure a person, a man or a beast of sickness. And a rhyme would be muttered over this ill person or animal. And it was, and you also did the rhyme over the water and you made them drink the water. Or you sprinkle the water on them after you do that. And it was thought that uh, it would cure... Uh, fairly minor things like bruises or toothaches or sprains, that kind of thing. It wasn't for a major thing. But the person being cured was not allowed to speak to anyone but the wise person who cast the spell, the witch who cast the spell, until Mm -hmm. they reached home after the knowledge had been administered. Mm -hmm. And those who sought out the service of the witch had to go to their bed before sundown no spinning or reading was allowed. I think that's funny. No spinning. Like, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, in today's world, we think of spinning as bike riding. We don't think of spinning as, um, you know, weaving like in. But I don't even think of riding a bike when. Spinning, spinning classes and stuff? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I am older than you are. Um, but I thought it was also funny you couldn't read. Mm-hmm. And the charm was thought to be more effective if they didn't eat meat that day. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. And then another one was a cure for a toothache. You're going to love this one. Okay. A dead man's finger 
or a coffin nail would be put in the mouth of the person with the toothache. That is absolutely horrid. <laughs> I knew you would hate that one. That's oh, why I picked gross. it. Bro, you know how sick somebody can get from that? I know. Isn't that terrible? And if they really did have an open wound or something in their, in their mouth, mouth, they're putting dead like a dead person bacteria and then, yeah. or a coffin nail that could be rusty and you get... Mm. Yeah, yeah. So according to accounts, uh, those in pain ideally would retrieve these items from the graveyard themselves. And it was also believed that... Uh, this part of the charm was rarely carried out, carried out. I would I would hope not. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought I knew you would like that one, so I, I put that one in. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Could you just uh, Matt? No. Nope. No, I can't. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's all that I have on spell casting, but I just think it's important because spell casting is like what you make it, you know? Mm -hmm. There's no specific rule or anything that you have to follow. And I mean, that's pretty I, much. I it. did like, read somewhere. I, I don't know what board I was on. I don't know if it was Facebook or what. Probably Instagram, but somewhere I read it was a, a witch from another country. We're in the United States, so mm -hmm. she was a witch from somewhere else, and she was irritated with how Americans think witchcraft is all about spell casting. And I, I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think that's the perception that we give off to other countries, I which I found interesting because I, I don't cast spells regularly. Some people do in their practice. Your practice is your own. Mm -hmm. Your journey in magic is however, whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And casting spells is not 100% what I do. I'm not all about casting spells. I do it when there are things that I think that need to be done. Yeah. Do you I, cast a lot of spells? Not really. A lot of my magic is focused around manifestations mm -hmm. and positivity. Which you do that through your crystals. You, you're a big crystal yeah. fan. Uh, I don't know what the phrase is, but I'm a big peace, love, Hippie. harmony. Yeah. So a lot of my stuff isn't like... Boho. She's a boho witch. Yeah. A lot of my... My spells, quote unquote spells, and my practices aren't surrounded by like greed or anything. Mm -hmm. It's not like for me, it's always for other people or mm -hmm. like for like manifesting like a positive future and like peace and harmony in life. <laughs> yeah, on that note, I have also heard that you shouldn't cast spells on other people without their permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know how people ask for prayers, you know, oh, prayers for my little one who's sick or whatever. To me, that's an invitation. Okay, I'm going to cast a spell to help my, my friend's little kid. I mean, to, uh. but it's, I mean, to me, magic is prayer-like. And, mm -hmm. and for some witches, it is a religion. And mm -hmm. so it's certainly prayer-like for them. I'm not on the religious side of things. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, don't uh, think that you know what someone needs because yeah. we don't know what their real story is. We only know what they show the world. So yeah. don't think, oh, my friend needs this and cast a spell to have that manifest when that might not really be what the problem is. There mm -hmm. might be something a whole lot worse than you know, or something, you know, you just don't know. So Yeah. And I feel like if you do, it don't make it something like I'm quote unquote stupid. Like, <laughs> oh, like they seem 
I don't know. I don't even have like an example off the yeah. top of my head, but happiness is always something very important. Yeah. Like that you can't really mess up. I don't joy. It's like general I happiness. Wish, I wish know? someone yeah. joy. Yeah. 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 General happiness because that can manifest in any forms for them if that is happy. Like mm-hmm. if that like their true definition of happiness and joy and what mm-hmm. they get out of, then you know, yeah. I think that that's something okay. But yeah, that's all I have. Me too. <laughs> Uh, outro time. <laughs> I always oh, mess yeah. it up. So you can find us on any social media platform at C3 Witchy Podcast. That's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find us at www.c3witchypodcast.com. There you'll find our link to our Patreon as well as our link to our merch and newsletter and yeah, everything for our. <laughs> Patrons get a whole lot of of extra stuff. So uh, we do two extra podcast episodes for them a month. Mm -hmm. Um, We do like uh, the lady that does our um, merch gave, she donated a witchy to-do list uh, for our patrons. So that's there. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. We try to be fairly active because we really appreciate the help you all give us. Mm -hmm. We can't do this without you. Um, it, it takes a whole lot goes into making a podcast and to, uh, connecting with you guys. So mm-hmm. we do need help. Please go to our Patreon and support us. It, it can be whatever you can afford to, to do, but it is definitely would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. And you can always go and review us on iTunes. The reviews always help us out as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're trying to reach as many people as we can. And it's very difficult with the algorithms that these social media things have so review us love us cat you know tell your friends about us um and we will be back yeah we'll be back